The truth is that success isn't singular. We need others to succeed in life. We need to embrace the fact that others will constantly be swimming in and out of our lanes. The key is to recognize who's helping and who isn't. And understanding that at any time, it's okay to switch lanes as someone in your life is dragging you down. It's one small step for man. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are I have hard. a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Welcome to today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Quammen. A lot of you know me as Equal Man. For those that have been listening along these weeks, you know that at the beginning of the year, we always give out my Audible version. We always give out snippets of my Audible version of the number one bestseller, The Focus Project, because it's the best time of year for us to kind of reset and refocus on big things versus busy ones. So it's all about how do we get the most out of life and how do we help others as much as possible. So again, glad you're enjoying these episodes specifically around the Focus Project and how you can focus on big things versus busy ones. So here are some more tips around focus. Moment of truth. My 92-year-old grandma's health was declining. My grandfather was right by her side, as he had been ever since the day they met in high school. My grandma attended Wellesley and was an entrepreneur during the days when a woman doing such a thing was considered odd. Very, very odd. She was smart, strong, and didn't tolerate any bull. She often would tell people she met, I wish we were meeting when I was more myself, but it's better than never meeting you at all. In the final year, she suffered from dementia, and near the end, this strong, independent woman needed assistance getting out of bed. In an odd sense, her physical and mental decline was a paradox in that it was both rapid and gradual. We knew it was only a matter of time before she ascended to a better place, yet we knew we would never really be ready to receive that phone call. My heart sank when I heard she was in hospice and only had a few days. I prayed. Once these prayers subsided, the practical part of my brain cruelly took over. If she passed away tomorrow, I could catch a flight for the weekend for the funeral. If it were a few more days, however, I had some performances I couldn't contractually cancel. This was another eureka moment for me. What kind of person thinks like this? Many of us do, and it's a result of the hyper-paced world we live in. It was a slap to my face. Moreover, it was as if my own soul were shaking me and saying, look at yourself. You need to focus on what's important. And that was it. A nice reminder that focus is simply a word for prioritizing what's important to us in life. It was a reminder that we are never guaranteed today, let alone tomorrow. Do the things that matter most first. After the funeral, I suggested to Anna Maria that we start taking the kids more on my speaking and book signing tours even if it entailed taking them out of school. She was all for it. Once, when I was speaking in Asia, we took Sophia and Katya to Singapore, Vietnam, and Thailand. They were even able to see me perform on stage for 11,000 people. We repeated this in Portugal, Spain, and France. Taking the family lessened my guilt. In fact, being able to give my daughters these unique experiences thrilled me. 
While sometimes there were hiccups, such as the time I had to hold Katya all night before taking the stage in the morning, having them travel with us was well worth any downside. Eureka moment. Seeking work-life balance is difficult. Instead, seek work-life harmony. What would the number one dad in the world do? A eureka moment hit me in regard to comparative trading. When traveling, I need to be cognizant of every minute. When making it to my hotel room in the evening, if I start watching an NBA game or mindlessly scrolling through social media, I'm wasting time. Ultimately, this means less time for my wife and kids. I'm not simply watching an NBA game, rather I'm burning valuable time in the future with my family. I started to ask myself, is this something the number one dad in the world would be doing? When I found myself watching fail videos, I'd pause and ask myself, is this something the number one dad in the world would be doing? It's a silly way to look at the world, but it works for me. This brief internal question reminds me that the days are long, but the years are short. When I feel like criticizing someone, I often keep it to myself. At the cocktail party, I'll turn down that last drink to avoid being sluggish the next morning with the kids. This Jedi mind trick doesn't work all the time. Sometimes that second martini is just too good to pass up. But it's helping me make progress. My hope is it helps you as well. What would the number one mom in the world do? Number one friend. Number one grandmother. Number one writer. Number one pianist. Number one son. Number one aunt. Number one cousin. Number one graphic designer. And beyond. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. In preparation for a triathlon, I started swimming. From past experience, I knew that on race day, to avoid getting kicked in the face and sucking salt water, I would be sprinting the first 200 meters. As such, I couldn't just go through the motions during practice. My girls are good swimmers, and the pool is narrow, so it works well for me to take them with me. I can keep an eye on them in the pool while I swim laps. Then I started seeing them too much. They were diving under me when I swam. Hence, I had to dodge errant kicks to regions where you don't want to be kicked, or they were grabbing my ankles in an attempt to stop me and ask questions like, why do my goggles look like mirrors? Or how long can mermaids hold their breath, daddy? In the past, these interruptions would have certainly bothered me. Can't you see that I only have 30 minutes to train girls? I need you to get out of my lane. This time I shifted my focus. My focus wasn't about them being in the way, but rather on how they wanted to wave at me and smile underwater. How they wanted to race me, to be near me. I realized the years would fly by and these special moments would be gone and I'd miss them. A song from Anna Kendrick popped into my head and I apologize in advance for my off-key singing. When I'm gone, when I'm gone, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You're gonna miss me by my hair, you're gonna miss me everywhere. Oh, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. So true, isn't it? Rather than be annoyed, I relished the moment in the moment. Focusing in the moment on being a better dad was a million times better than shaving a few silly seconds off my race time by yelling at my girls to get out of my lane. It wasn't lost on me either that metaphorically we often think of people getting out of my lane. The truth is that success isn't singular. We need others to succeed in life. We need to embrace the fact that others will constantly be swimming in and out of our lanes. The key is to recognize who's helping and who isn't, and understanding that at any time, it's okay to switch lanes if someone in your life is dragging you down. If someone in your family or some organization is trying to pull you into their drama, their negative vortex 
Simply repeat in your mind, not my circus, not my monkeys. You have the power to change lanes. We have the power to change our focus. If our expectation is that we are always going to have wide open, beautiful swimming lanes, we are setting ourselves up for failure. You see, the icebergs, waves, floatsome, and obstacles in our lives are there for a reason. They're there to make us better, and they're there to keep the competition out. A life well lived isn't supposed to be easy. I'm glad my kids still want to swim in my lane. How kids spell love. Understand that kids spell love, T-I-M-E. When I travel for work, in their minds, I'm gone for essentially two work days. Hence, upon returning, it doesn't make sense to them why I will often go into the office the following day. They have a point. When I'm in town, I now pick travel days, sans the suitcase. On these staycation travel days, I don't go into the office, and I'm difficult to reach during certain hours, just as if I'm actually traveling. These staycations allow me to drop into my kids' schools to grab lunch with them or to read to their classes. And because of my height, 6'6", well, 6'7", on a sunny day, their classmates always start chanting, jump, jump, to get me to jump to touch the ceiling. Or they look all the way up to me and say, wow, you must be really old. There are hundreds of pressing needs pulling us away from spending time with our loved ones. It's easy to take our loved ones for granted as we chase the next thing. Often what we are chasing relates to fame or fortune. To ensure I'm focusing on the right things, I'll often ask myself, if my wife or daughter were to pass from this life today, how much would I pay for the ability to dance with her one more time? The answer is easy for me. All of it. If I had amassed $10 billion, I would pay all of it. Life is all about perspective. This show is produced by Jake Brin, Maritza Gutierrez, and Kelsey Gomez, and it's made possible by you, our listeners. So thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Obviously, we have these shows that we do at the beginning of the year. It's the third year we've done it to where we give you tips and clips from the number one bestseller, The Focus Project. But obviously, we have our regular show. Those are me sitting down with guests. That might be me talking about some late topic that we get a question on, whether that's artificial intelligence, or it could be I get interviewed on another show, or some of our more popular episodes are when we have seven super tips or we sit down with guests that we interview or get tips from Elon Musk, from Jeff Bezos, uh, from Miley Cyrus, on down the line. So again, tune in each and every week to the Super You Podcast. We're trying to do more than one show a week, so let us know how that's going. But until next time, this is your host, Eric Qualman. A lot of you know me as Equal Man. Reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it's what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. 